Hey everybody and welcome to episode 14 of Kingdom Culture where we talk about real life struggles, the pursuit of God in our process, overcoming our past, and becoming the sons and daughters God created us to be. I'm your host Kara. I want to start by apologizing for launching this episode so late. I'd wanted to go live on YouTube tonight but I wasn't able to do that and so I decided to just record like normal use a video for YouTube and upload to Spotify. So I hope you guys catch this this week still and that you really can appreciate my heart behind what we're going to talk about tonight. I want to preface this episode with a couple of things. Number one, it's a big topic. It's controversial. Not everyone's going to like what I have to say about it. And it might bring some comments and opinions that are in complete disagreement with it. And I fully expect that to happen. However, I would like for us to look at this topic from a kingdom mindset, not a cultural one. Secondly, I want to make sure that we're not overloading anyone with too much information or too much content uh, regarding this topic. So I know I'm going to break it up into a few, at least three episodes, because I want to leave you with bite-sized chunks of information for you to process, think about, chew on, and really think about what you think about it without maybe having so much information that it's hard to even kind of know where to begin with this. So here we go. Tonight, we're going to talk about Toxicity of feminism. Now, I know here in 2022, there is such a feminist culture within our culture. It's a subculture, I guess, that you could say within the main culture. However, it's just not biblical. And before you come at me for that, I really want to break down what I mean. And this is why I want to kind of deliver this in bite-sized chunks and come at it with a few different episodes because that is a broad statement and I don't want anyone to take that out of context. I want the chance to explain where I'm coming from with that and why I'm stating it so plainly. So let's start back at looking at what feminism actually is. Okay, it started back in the late 60s when divorce rates were up and more and more women entered the workforce. More latchkey kids existed and there was less time at home with moms and kids. It became this norm, I guess, so to speak, of women kind of doing their own thing and getting their own stuff done because they were no longer able to rely on the family structure um, as it was in generations before. Not as much. There were generations where divorce really was not a thing. Now, over the last 50 or so years, it's become more and more and more prevalent, almost now in our culture where it's totally normal. I mean, I myself have been divorced two times. So I'm not outside of the understanding of what it's like to be married and go through a divorce. I know that it does happen. Now, that's not really what this is about. We can maybe talk about divorce another time. But right now, tonight, what I want to start with is kind of just breaching the topic of feminism, femininity, and how this idea, this concept has grown over time into this structure 
um, into an agenda. And I 100% believe that it is fueled by the demonic. And I think that it's fueled by the strategic um, plans of Satan to break down the family structure. Um, this bleeds into so many other topics that I would love to get into at another time. But right now, we're really going to try to stay focused on this one topic. Okay? So feminism began back in like the 60s, like we had said right, where then it morphed into this free love movement, which morphed into, you know, this I am woman, hear me roar, which morphed into, you know, this concept now of I don't need no man, and I'm an independent woman. Okay, so there are so many things that are wrong with those mindsets. First of all, just to lay it out plainly, we were made for relationship. When God created man, he said that it was not good for him to be alone. And that is why he created for him a helpmate out of his own body from his rib. He made Eve for Adam, a woman for a man. That means that we were made for each other. That means that we com that we are compatible to each other. That means that we need each other. Okay? Um, and it means that like we were created to function together. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean in marriage. I mean, some people are called to singleness. I think most people are called to marriage. They are both gifts. They are both wonderful. They are both um, ways to live fulfilling lives. And But it's the brokenness of our culture that creates these stigmas in the minds of women and in men that only fuels the fire to breaking down the family construct. Now, we're going to get into more of that later in other episodes in this series, but for right now, I want to focus on the female aspect of this cultural breakdown, okay? Feminist women, some people call them man-haters, that's to the extreme, right? It is a mindset of very exclusive to women being a, I'm not even going to worry about how I say it. It's really looking at females as being superior to men. Okay. And I, I really want to break this down because this is where it really bothers me a lot. There's so much in our culture that is against the family. I mean, look at everything going on with gender fluidity and, you know, all of this stuff happening where, you know, people are very against marriage, they're very against family. At the same time, it's still happening and God's bringing people together. Hallelujah. But Satan's plan is to keep people apart because legacy is attached to many of our lives. And if we don't follow through with God's plans, then the legacy will not be fulfilled. And that is a way that he's trying to kind of manipulate situations to ultimately make God's plan fail. But we all know that God is victorious and his plan is going to prevail regardless. His ordained will is his ordained will is going to happen. So the enemy's plan and structure is to break down the family structure. And it starts with men. Adam was the very first human being to be created. He was the first. So men hold such a special place in our race of humankind, okay? And it is something that is attacked over and over and over. We're going to touch on toxic masculinity and what a just a 
ridiculous concept that is as it's become a cultural norm, which has only fueled what we're talking about tonight, which is toxic femininity, honestly. Um, it's very much the same thing that a lot of these larger groups, like even BLM, who, you know, want to tout that only certain lives matter, and it's it's racist, okay? It's it's classist. It's very much all the ists that it's claiming to kind of fight against, but it's it's an exclusive mindset of one thing, one race, one group of people being superior that they matter the most and making everyone else afraid to speak against it even though it's nonsense. So Here's where, here's where I want to kind of bring this to tonight. Women and men, okay? Women are created differently. The Bible says that we are the weaker one. Now, people want to freak out about that. Ultimately, a man and a woman are made differently. A woman to a man, we're not going to be as strong generally, Okay, I know there are differences. Some men are not as strong as some women and some women are much stronger. You know, some men, it doesn't, that's not the norm. Okay, a man is going to be able to do things. They are provider. They are protector. There's reasons that the men are made to do certain things. They are created a certain way. Their minds work a certain way. There are reasons that women are made to be a certain way. We are different. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other. We complement each other. We are both valuable. We are both necessary. We are both required. Not one is better than the other. And I'm so tired of the media, of advertisements, of these subliminal messages constantly being played and and fed to our minds about how men are stupid and If you think about how many movies and how many commercials and how many storylines and how many advertisements where the dad is the big dum-dum and the woman is the only one who knows what's going on, how do we think that plays into reality? It's literally a construct to emasculate men and to make the women the higher power, so to speak, the more prevalent one, the more capable one, the smart one, the one who knows what's going on because her husband's too stupid to know any different. And I think it's kind of funny because people who are married, I want to be married and I want to honor my husband and respect him because I understand what that dynamic is supposed to look like according to God's word. And I think it's really funny when women talk poorly about their husbands or act like they're stupid when you chose them. So, I mean, like, you have to think the the tape all the way through. You have to play it all the way through and think about stuff. Like, draw the conclusions from a logical perspective. If you choose something and then you, you act like it's stupid... What does that say about your own judgment? So it doesn't really make you bigger or better. It makes you the same level because you chose that dumb person. Um, And that's one example. But really, it's like an enemy attack against the family because it, it starts with a man. If the enemy can break down 
the man that breaks down the family. If the family is broken down, then that breaks down community. And if community is broken down, that breaks down society. And if society is broken down, well, that's collapse. So it is one little step at a time that the enemy is is scheming to prevent the kingdom from growing, from families to be born, from families to be made, from legacy to be built. We have to understand this, guys. Like we have to get real about like what's actually happening around us and stop playing into the constructs of society where it's completely 100% against what God says. Men are not stupid. They are not incapable. They are not, um, you know, unable to do the things that God created them to do, to lead, to provide, to protect. Okay, they are the leaders. They are the leaders. Men are the leaders of your household. If you are a kingdom believer, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you follow God's word, then you need to be submitting to your husband. You submit first to God, he submits first to God, and then you submit to each other. And that is not a word that we should be afraid of. We submit to God first. If you're not submitting to God, then you're already messed up. But you have to be able to submit to your husband's leadership. He, that, is the, that is the hierarchy of a family. The woman does not take on the man's role and run the show. That's another problem within our culture. There are so many women who wear the pants in their family, and it's not right. It's not okay. You don't even give your husband the chance to lead because you're taking control. And you're not submitted. So if he doesn't do it right or he doesn't do it the way that you want to, you're unable to submit to him because you want to be in control. This is a problem. This is a big problem. And I I really like probably will get some backlash for this, but it's okay because it's the truth. The Bible says that the man is the head of the household and the woman is made to be his helper. If he's not able to lead, what are we helping with? If we don't give our men the space that they need to be the men that God created them to be, how can we help them? We're hindering them. We're not helping them. We're not helping them be the men called them to be. We're not helping them to to walk in their identity and walk in their truth and to walk in their authority, which God gave them through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of them. We're not empowering them. We're emasculating them. We're bringing them down. We're we're treating them as less. That's not even like a good friendship. You know, the way that I see people talk to one another who are married, the way they treat each other, it breaks my heart because honestly, they you guys don't know how blessed you are to have a marriage. It might be hard. I get it. I've been into really bad ones, you know, but God was not in those relationships. And that's why they were so terrible. And I regret the fact that I wasn't walking with the Lord earlier in my life because I probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache. But, you know, even in those marriages, I tried my best to because innately I understood that my husband was my leader. He was the one to make the decisions and had the final say. And it wasn't always a perfect execution of that, right? But when we walk in understanding our identity as daughters of Christ, 
We don't need to take control of situations because we know God is in control and we know that God is going to deal with our husbands and he's going to talk to them and he's going to help them and he's going to help them make the right decisions and we can pray. And of course, it doesn't mean sit back like a wallflower and have no opinions. We are valuable. We are helpers. We are helpers. So that doesn't mean that we don't say anything. That doesn't mean that we don't participate. That doesn't mean that we don't give our opinions. That doesn't mean that we don't bring concerns and we don't talk things through with our husbands. But we do it with a respectful manner. We do it in a way that encourages them, that allows them to know that we trust their leadership. And that we allow them to be the man God created them to be and not walk in this idolatry of control and this idolatry of of feeling like we need to be the leader of our family or the leader of our relationships. It's not how God has created us to walk. He has created us to walk as helpers, to be gentle and kind and loving and compassionate, empathetic and understanding and bold, yes, but respectful. Respectful. We have to respect the people that God gives to us. We have to respect the relationships that he gives us to steward. We have to respect the fact that he has placed us in a position to love another person. And love, that's a whole other thing. Love is not what love is in our culture. Love is not what the world says love is. Love is hard. It is a choice. You can love someone and they don't love you back. But that doesn't mean that you don't continue to love them. If you truly love a person, it doesn't matter if they love you back or not. It doesn't matter if they reciprocate. It doesn't matter if they show you the same feelings that you show them or that you don't even show them because they're not even in your life to show them, but you still have those feelings for them. You still care for them. You still love them. It might be from afar, but that doesn't change the fact of how you feel. That doesn't change the fact of what you do. In, in like the light of loving that person. The Bible says that love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't hold offenses. It doesn't count who does what wrong. It doesn't keep a tally. It doesn't rejoice in lies, but it rejoices in the truth. There are so many things that are wrong with our culture because we walk with a mindset of worldliness. And a woman thinking that they need to be in control is a worldly mindset. And it's something that needs to stop. We cannot live life as women with a feminist mindset. You know, we cannot create the exact same thing that it's we're fighting against. What are we fighting for? I don't know. We're fighting anything, but it's literally the toxic masculinity that came up a handful of years ago has spawned a toxic femininity because it's literally now all of a sudden it's okay for women to be complete jerks because, well, that's what that's what's done to us. So now we get to stand up and like fight for ourselves. No, we don't need to do that. We need to be women. We need to be rooted in our identity in Jesus. We don't need to prove anything. We don't need to spout off and be rude and be hateful and be disrespectful and be in control or act like people are stupid. It's not okay. It's not okay. Instead, you know, when women are, one thing that really makes me crazy is how it's like, oh, we're all women focused, all women. And it it becomes, again, this exclusive, very narrow minded mindset that leaves out an entire gender. 
it excommunicates itself from an entire gender of people. It's discriminatory. It doesn't make sense. Now, I understand if you have certain businesses and like you have certain things and God's calling you to like, hey, focus on women and like women's ministries and like women's Bible studies and like maybe you're a coach and you only work with women. I get all that. I'm not saying that necessarily, but I'm saying that like it's now a thing. It's like it's something to be praised in our culture if it's like, oh, all women, everything. It's like, no, I don't care. That doesn't impress me. Like it doesn't impress me. Recently, I had an opportunity to, to open, um, to, to start uh, a stream of revenue, basically. And th- their main thing was like, oh, yeah, we're women helping women and it's all women. I don't care about that. I, I, wanna, I want people to help people. Men are as important as women are. The, n- neither one of us are more important than the others. And by falling for this lie of toxic masculinity. And I'm not saying that there are not men who are toxic, but there are women who are also toxic because they're the same. It's not one one gender is something that another gender is not. People are people. We are all wicked. Our hearts are deceitful. Without the Holy Spirit in us, working in us and through us, we're awful. We're wretched. Our best efforts are that of dirty rags. There's not one who has not fallen short. We are all, all, A-L-L, people who are flawed. So it's not that men are the only ones who are X, Y, and Z, and women are the ones who are amazing. No, that's not how it works, you guys. We've got to stop this nonsense. We have to stand up and say no more. We have to break out of this bondage of sin, of mindset of idolatry, that we're holding a feminist mindset and allowing that toxicity to infiltrate our families, to infiltrate our minds, to infiltrate our businesses, to infiltrate our friendships, to infiltrate our relationships, to infiltrate the way we live our lives, our our perspectives. You know, I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous and it doesn't bid well. It doesn't bid well for the family construct. It doesn't bid well for what God has created for men and women to come together, to be joined together, to be one, to love and respect and see one another. When Adam saw Eve, he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That means he recognized her as being his equal, as being a part of him. He recognized in her what he recognized in himself because she came from him. So it's it's up to us to recognize each other, to recognize, yes, the differences because they were made on purpose. God is an intentional God. He is so strategic. He does everything on purpose. There's nothing in, that's coincidence when it comes to him. There's no such thing as coincidence when it comes to God. Everything he does is planned and strategic and ordained and he allows everything. It has to go through him. He's the final say. So for Adam to recognize Eve as a part of himself, that means he saw her as an equal and she didn't question it. Because she recognized it too, apparently. There was no conflict of, why are you looking at me and da 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 Another thing, ladies, like if you're going to dress a certain way, you know, 
if you're gonna put on certain clothes and you're gonna put on certain kinds of makeup and you're gonna put on certain kinds of stuff, please don't be upset when someone looks at you. Seriously. I get, you know, people being being gross and, you know, being weird. I understand that. But that, again, people. Some people you could wear a paper sack and you would still, people would still say things. I understand that. But it's almost like we're testing the boundaries and saying like, you know, this whole other issue of, you know, my body, my choice, and it's not our body. It's not our choice. That's another topic for a whole other day. Our bodies were purchased at a price. They do not belong to us. They are not our own. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you're going to put things out there, don't get upset when there's a response. And then blame the other person for their response when you're putting it out there for a response, intentionally or unintentionally. So be mindful. Be mindful. Of, of where your mindset is in all of this. There might be things that you don't even realize that you're buying into and that you are though. And there might be things that maybe you agree. Maybe you completely disagree. And that's fine. I want to know. I want people to start interacting on these episodes, commenting. Let me know what you think. Let me Let me understand your perspective on things. But the Lord calls us to be you know, a family of his children. And that means to love one another. We love God first because he first loved us. We care for ourselves and we care for our neighbors. So that doesn't mean that we tear down the men in, God, in, in our lives that God has given us, whether they're our brothers or our nephews or our dads or uncles or friends or husbands or boyfriends or whatever. If the Lord has given you men in your life, women, You need to respect them. And if you can't respect them, then find a way to be able to still love them because we're commanded to love. We're commanded to love. Jesus died for those who would reject him. He still died for them because he still loves them because his love is real and it doesn't matter if it's reciprocated or not. He loved us first knowing that not everyone's going to love him back. And even us as his children, sometimes really, if you think about it, we don't really love him all that well either. So be mindful of your thoughts about this topic. Be mindful about your ideas about this whole exclusive community of women, women, women this, women that, women owned, women everything. You know, it's almost like where... In our culture, too, you know, it's like we have this huge push. All of a sudden, we're like black everything. And listen, I think that every single race of people is so important because we are all God's creations. But to create something that is so one-laned, it cuts out so many other things Think about how many other minority groups are marginalized because of all of this pressure and everyone's afraid to speak against it because it's not PC, because we don't want to ruffle feathers. It doesn't make a lot of sense. When racism creates racism, 
Just like when toxicity creates toxicity, we got to talk about it. We need to talk about it. We got to bring it to the surface. We can't just sit there and act like it's not happening and not say anything about it. We are God's children. We are called to speak the truth in love. We are called to bring light into the darkness. To call the lies out and to speak truth, you guys. We cannot accept this. We cannot accept this. We need to love all people, respect all people, regardless of your race, regardless of gender, regardless of status, regardless of economics, regardless of anything like that. We are called to love and respect one another. And women coming against men is not a way to do that. So please, I I really just encourage you to just think about this. I know it was a little bit all over the place. I really want to maybe streamline it a little bit better for next week. You know, maybe even kind of come back to some of these topics that were touched on tonight and just elaborate on them a little bit more so they're a little bit more clear. But I would love to get your feedback. I would love to hear some of your thoughts on this stuff. I guess kind of tonight it was kind of a brain dump. I've been really thinking about how I want to present this and it's been kind of jumbled in my head because there's just literally so much. Um, And, you know, I planned on doing a different platform and so I was kind of a little bit like, you know, not as well prepared as I could have been. So I just ask that you give me grace on that tonight. If it was a little all over the place, I just ask for you to, you know, pick up the nuggets where you can and, you know, let me know what you guys think. Um, I would love to be able to have a little bit more direction next time we talk about some stuff. Um, I do want to talk about talk about the um, toxic masculinity next week, probably, and then gender roles, um, according to the Bible, uh, probably the week after that. But again, I'm not sure how many episodes I want to make this. So we'll kind of see how it plays out. But this is the series of just I'm not even sure what the series is going to be called yet. I just know that tonight's episode is the you know, toxicity of feminism. So if you're a believing woman, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you consider yourself to be a feminist, I really encourage you to rethink that. I really encourage you to take that to the Lord. I really encourage you to allow him to show you, you know, your true identity. If your identity is rooted in being a feminist, then you are not right. You are in the wrong. Your your identity is based in Jesus. Your identity is his daughter. That is who you are. You are a child of God. Whether you are a man or a woman, you are a child of God. That is your identity. That is who you are. Everything else is secondary. So if you're rooting yourself in something like, I am a feminist woman, then your identity is off base. You are out of line. You are out of order. And that's only going to cause you problems. It's only going to cause you more pain and heartache and confusion in your life. So I really encourage you guys just to take all of this back to the Lord. Ask him what his opinion on is on it. I encourage you to give feedback and to share in the community of what your ideas are about this. Discuss it with us. And until next time, be blessed.